Hello and welcome to Fumble Podcast number 28. PC and myself talk through the new season of the Black Box Trophy, the Fumble Cup, the new Lizards and we reveal our competition winner. Enjoy! This podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk Hello and welcome to Fumble Podcast number 28, I think. Um, yeah. Hey, PC, how are you? I'm very good. Yes, your friendly neighbourhood purple chest. I'm on good form, I think. Yeah, I'm all right too. So we're winning. We're winning. Um, we didn't say this last time, but actually it's been a year since we've been doing this now. Yes. I feel like it's been a year. Um, it's been a long time. And we've had quite a few episodes now, so thank you to everybody that's listened and keeping us going and giving us a reason to do it, so we really appreciate it. Um, I think we should just get straight on and talk about what we've been up to. There's so much to cover. The Blood Bowl world is is evolving at such a speed. What have you been up to yourself, PC, Blood Bowl world? I've been working very hard on trying to put Team Fumble together for York, so I'm going to give it yet Ah, one more push. Uh, we are one place short. We have seven people going, and of course, it's teams of four. So be the hero, be the eighth, make the second that would squad. That be amazing. Uh, come up to York on the 11th, 12th of January, I think it is. It is, yeah. Uh, roll some dice with Team Fumble in a Fumble t-shirt, uh, and just play some Blood Bowl. It's it's a great event. There'll be, I think there's 68 teams it's being allowed fun. in this year. Yeah, it's great fun. So, um, a huge number of us rolling. Yeah, I'm, I've noticed you haven't played so much because have you even set up a black box trophy three squad yet? Well, we'll we'll come to the black box trophy yep, three. I, I'm right. halfway through setting up a squad. I have been Go playing ahead. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I uh, my last after the black box trophy two ended, I decided I would just have a couple of teams that I just had some fun with in the box without any pressure. And I'm still just doing that for a little bit. Um, I've also, uh, like yourself, I've joined a NAF-style league on BB2. Yes. Um, because I hasn't been doing anything on BB2 for a few months, so I just felt, um, why not? Um, and because it's an actual league rather than one of the one-shot competitions we do on Blood Bowl a lot, and obviously I will still be into those. I, I do like playing a bit of NAF-style. It's a, just a different challenge, uh, and I do like some real-life Blood Bowl, and hence York and the Fumble tournament we're doing in real life uh, in March next year. Yeah, March 14th, yeah. That's, Looking uh... forward to that. Yep. Yeah, I've so, been yes, working I've been doing around. that. Uh, and I've actually been trying to get a few R games in. Uh, a few games. My legendary old Chaos team, uh, who are about 500 games in now, and have been around since days of yore when we used jumpers for goalposts. And all of this <laughs> were fields, lad. All of this were fields. Um, I've been giving them a few games, uh, and that's always nice to do. Uh, and just generally, you know, playing a bit of Blood Bowl. Um, I've got a, a league going, uh, the White Owl League. I've been t- uh, finishing off my season there. Oh, I did see uh, you playing in that the other day, actually. A strong finish to that season has done me well. Uh, I've even got a vague chance of promoting back to the Premier League, though my team isn't quite ready for it. My high elves got so you have in that? I've got high elves in that league. Uh, have had for a couple of hundred games now. Been there a long old time. Um, they got up to the Premier League, they won it, and then they hung around for a lot of seasons just getting regular beatdowns. And I was facing sort of eight of the nine games a season down, you know, yeah. 400 TV every single time. So I got quite used to using um, quite a lot of inducements and did manage to get some good results. Because obviously with elves and the odd inducement, pulling the odd trick, you can steal the ball and sometimes win. 
but it didn't really do the health of the team much good. So now a major rebuild is in process, and I would think mm. at least one more season of that would be useful before they're going to be back competitive. Um, well, because else they die. They do, yeah, they do. Um, they do die a lot having elves in the league before as well. Um, I've been working on that fumble tournament, so we've oh, got fantastic. a couple of sponsors. Yep. So we've got uh, JB Fantasy Fields donating a travel pitch. Fantastic. We've got Charlie Victor Products, which is Duncan. Um, he's donating a Found Appreciation Society patch, <laughs> uh, the FAS. Um, so I've added a new trophy in for the most fouls. Yes, most fouls or most damage. Yeah, so fouls. I've uh, and I've updated the rule book and things cool. like that. Uh, and it's all on Talk Fantasy Football or on the NAF website. And um, I've been playing a little bit of BB, but I'll talk to you about my black box trophy when we get to the black mm, box trophy. Yeah, let's let's do a whole thing about that because there's a lot going on there that's really interesting to talk about. Yeah, well, let's go straight into that, shall we? Okay, we may as well. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know about the black box trophy. It is a trophy, clearly, <laughs> on Fumble, where you make, this year, you make four teams, and each team has to play 25 games. So a total of 100 games over the year. Now, when you look at the rules, um, you get different points for different things. And you make up your squad, and each race has um, a certain points value. So, for example... Nought points is Goblin, Halfling, Ogres. One point, Vampire, Slan, and Underworld. Two points, Dark Elf, Elven Union, High Elf, Human, Kemri, Norse, Chaos, Renegades. Three points, everything else. And your team has to have seven points. You can have less than seven points, but you can't have more. And then a win gives you one point. A tie gives you 0.5 points. A loss gives you zero points. You get 2.5 additional points for... Um, every point of unused team budget having a team with the highest points gives you race award of 1.5 and a bonus of 0.5 points is given for every five games i like the way it's set up this year well i mean it's worth just because that's a, i mean that's a blaze of numbers it it's was, worth yeah. just covering what that what that really means um so last the first season we did what was it 250 games in a year was it the second season, it might have been 200. Second season, 150 games, and this season it's only 100. Um, with the bonus being that if you complete your 100, um, we haven't been told unlimited numbers of squads, but that you can certainly take a second team and do it again mm. uh, when you can't repeat any of the races. Now, we've also dropped from five teams to four and from nine points available to seven. Um, and um, some of the other point differences, I mean, hence the, the amount used for unused budget. So you get two and a half scoring points for every unused budget point, um, because there's two types of points there. Yeah. Now, with the less number of games, that means some of the cheaper teams get even more value, if you see what I mean, because you're not using some points. Um, so, for example, with a three-point team, you know, across the 25 games, a zero-point team starts with a seven and a half point advantage so seven wins and a draw advantage over the three-point team just comparing the two in terms of their cost to buy them to use in your squad so it's it's, it's risen a very interesting meta where some of the less favorable winning race teams actually because of their point value and how you buy them become really really attractive and also because there's a chance of two squads some people are running a squad that isn't the races you would normally associate with them 
uh, because they're planning to run a second squad afterwards. And that's one of the reasons I haven't chosen my squad yet, is I very much want to pick two squads um, because I think I can get a couple of hundred games done within a year. Hmm. So it's a question of how do I build the points so that I still have teams I want to play. We've also got movers and shakers in terms of what the points are worth. So down at zero points, Goblin, Halfling and Ogre, those have always been free to add to your team. Uh, and they stay there, and uh, obviously different values, but people tend to see halflings as the real value in that slot. At one point, we started out in the first season with just vampires and underworld denizens, but last year Slan joined them for one point, and lots of people saw that as a real value pick. Some people got some really good results with it, but yes, Slan are notoriously difficult to use. Um, so some people really got good value out of that single point, and some just weren't able to, and their Slan fell apart. I think with Slan, though, I think... The... Blitzes are so expensive, but they're yeah. you know they can be real key to the slam. I mean, they're godlike if you use them well, but they're yeah. so expensive. So if they go off early, or if you don't know how to really gain the advantage out of their quite strange skill set, um, we should try and get someone on that understands slam really well. We should well see if we can get Malmir on because he plays slam very well. He does, he does. Um, though even he would say not the way he sees lots of other people play slam. But hey, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps that's his key advantage. <laughs> Then two points has been the really fascinating area because we started with Elven Union, Slan, although they got cheaper, High Elves, Human, Kemri. And then last year, Norse were added and lots of people saw value in Norse at only two points. Mm, Norse were one of the most taken races. Um, and again, lots of people found they got good value out of that. Some were really struggling with them. At AV7, they really can fall apart. My experience was that I felt the Yeti cost me. I was doing really, really well until I invested in a Yeti. And then my Same here. Same here. I completely agree with that. That's exactly what happened to me. I was doing all yeah, right, well, bought a Yeti, fun, but I and then just, just went into shit. I don't think they packed their punch. I, no. I mean, they do in NAF style. It, you sort of often build the team around them, although lots of people build them without them. But in a long-running team, I found they really didn't punch their weight. But were loads of fun to use. So, you know, not everyone's there to get the maximum win out of every single game they play. And this year, two magical things have happened in the two points. Chaos Renegades have joined us at two points. Mm. And also Dark Elves have come down in cost. Um, and everyone's piling into the Dark Elves. I've, took, I've taken Dark Elves. Yeah, I think my first squad, I'm planning to go with the uh, Dwarves, Dark Elves, Goblins, and then probably High Elves. Mm. Well, let me. that's a good lead into what the squad I've picked. Right. So, um, I'll be honest. I'm I'm quite happy with my run so far. Mm-hmm. Um, lost a couple of games. The, the last one I lost, I was really frustrated with because it's been a while since I played my dark elves and I'd forgotten that I'd double skilled a blitzer right. who rolled plus ag and normal. So I took dodge and ag five. Didn't mark him up. Only realised when I got to like halfway through the second half. You know, because you don't mark your players. Or that's, mm-hmm. And I just totally forgot. And I would have played the game so differently. Yeah, um, with a, a, the super skill player like that, there's yeah, so much just, that it changes. Like, oh, he's got AG5 and Dodge. Why did I not see that? You know, because you're in that mindset mm. of, oh, yeah, that guy's got that, that guy's got that. Yeah, yeah. Totally forgotten that I'd skilled him up. Um, anyway, so I took Norse. I took Dark right. Elves. I took High Elves. Right. And I took Vamps. Yes, I was going to say, that leaves you the single point, so it's Vampire, Slan, or Underworld. And I went with Vamps, um, and to be honest, I'm, like I said, I'm quite happy with, with where I'm at. I've played 19 games so far, so nearly a fifth of the way through. Uh, sat on 14 points. Okay. Um, well, that, when, that's not bad. I'm all right. I'm happy with that. So with my Norse, I've played six games and got five points. 
that does include the 0.5 for the five games played. Right. Same with uh, so my my dark elves are on played six, four points. So I'm having a bit of a rough time with my dark elves. I've only played six games, but still should be mm. better. High elves are three for three. Very good. And my vamps are four games in with two points. Okay, so a 50% record. That's not bad with vampires. It's not too bad. I was quite happy with that. So I mean, I did vampires in the very first season of the Black Box Trophy, and I found them frustrating as hell, I have to say. They really are frustrating. Although I now have drawn vampires for my first Fumble Cup game, um, and they're a very strong uh, team of vampires, so that'll be frustrating in different ways. Well, let's move on to the Fumble Cup. Why not? Well, I mean, just before we do, I think it's fascinating. We're 15 days into Black Box. Oh, yes. Yeah, we should talk about it. 365. And uh, friend of the show and, you know, fan of the show, I would hope still, yeah. uh, Shibite, has already played 81, <laughs> 81 games of his 100. So he's... <laughs> um, oh, blimey. I mean, that's that's somewhere in the region of over five a day or... Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it's enormous numbers. So he's got all four racial leads for his team of four, yeah. which... Emery, Dark Elves, High Elves, and Slan. So he, like you, has gone with three two-pointers and a one-pointer. He's currently on 69.5 points, which is miles in the lead from Smallman, who's also smashed out 72 games. Uh, Is blitzing the trophy this season. And again, probably has a second season in mind. Um, And even Malmir uh, has got 42 games played. So that's, what, two-fifths, nearly half of his allocation done already. I would imagine as well he'll hit some more now it's coming up to half turn. Yes, I'd have thought so. And I think he's definitely got a second team in mind because none of the races I would associate no, he's not. with. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, I think he's. I don't know what he's doing. but it's, uh, uh, He's specifically, I think, picked dwarves because he wants my dwarf racial title. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm shameless. I'm going for the three peat. Having won the dwarf racial lead two seasons in a row, I want it for season three. Fair enough. So I will be playing dwarves at some point. Well, it's, do you know what? It's interesting because I've been watching, because uh, I've been playing a lot now and again during the day it's really interesting watching who Chivite and Smallman draw so because they've played quite a lot of games now right. with their teams their teams yep. are at high TV uh, so they're not picking so they're not getting drawn against other black box trophy squads so they're getting drawn against more established teams now right and and how are they doing with those matchups interestingly it's, oh, I would say it's varied it's varied um, but that's you know that's it doesn't really matter. But I guess what I would like to do is play more people that are also in the trophy, if that makes sense. Because it's, oh, I'm not I'm not sure I massively care. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not sure I massively care. But I just thought while I start out and build my teams up. Sure, I mean I I think one of the lessons I'm I wouldn't be surprised if there are some people very much looking at the at the meta of when to play. When to play. Because... Yeah, definitely. You know, our winner from last season did, as predicted, uh, work out to be Dr. Death. Um, And he came through with a very late run. I mean, he only sort of played his games in the last two months of the entire season. And I think there was certainly a whiff about one of the forum posts of suggesting that maybe doing that had led to him facing an easier schedule where he was facing less of the other big hitters within the trophy. Um, they didn't go quite as far as to say that, but it was certainly strongly suggested. Uh, do you think that's possible? Do you think there's a, a, a good time of year to do your run? I have no idea. I see. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think you get this burst of 
new games when it starts. I mean, if you look, yes. I mean, how long has it been going? What, fifteen days? Fifteen days. And look at the amount of games that have been played already. Yes, I mean, handily on Fumble, there is always a button, if you know where to find it, that'll show you all sorts of things. Like, one of the things it shows you is how many games are getting played each day. So, and each week, yeah. and each quarter. I mean, and you can see there's black, been an absolute surge in black box games over the last two weeks. Let's have a look. Uh, and hence the surge on the site from averaging about 200 a day to up nearly at about 275. Yeah, so if you're looking, you know, let's, let's take a random day. So, October the 1st. Um, when did it start, actually? Um, well, we're on yeah. the September 16th. the 30th, 49 black box games. And then you look to October the 14th, two weeks later, 126 games. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's just been a massive boost for black box, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. And at the same time, of course, the FC is coming up, which always uh, means a spike in interest in both ranked and black box and in the bigger teams. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely. Always, autumn is always a good time on Fumble. Yeah, so in terms of the Fumble Cup, it has begun. It's been good. Well, it, it yeah. was drawn. We're recording now. It was drawn about 40 minutes ago. Yes, the first game is on as is we speak. On. I yeah, have it up in the, background. it in the background. Yeah, definitely. We've got some Necros. We've got Bulls Necros um, versus Endrophils Goblins. And they're the kind of games I love because you never know, do you? No, you don't. Somebody might just pull it out of the bag. So let's have a look at some matchups, shall we? Let's get. I mean, it, while we do, and it, look, it's always interesting to look through and look at all the big teams. And then you talk about, oh, this big team will face this big team in round four. And of course, it probably will. But one of the great things about the Fumble Cup is it is open to anyone that drops any team in. You know, if you enter a team, yeah. no matter what size, it's guaranteed that it will get in. So there are some tiny teams in there. And with the right inducements and the right dice, you just never know. We've seen some incredible runs from some people that entered thinking they would lose in round one and have ended up in round six. So some of the joy of the Fumble Cup is the huge surprises. That said, it's always fun to look at the big games that we think are coming it up. It is. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the mirror of it is the FA Cup, isn't it? If you're yeah. a, 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 an English football fan. There's always room for an Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's for, that's for our English fans. There's, there's a deep cut for fans of old yeah. advert there. Um, anyway, so you've got loads of loads of big teams. Yes. Uh, you know, you've got. Uh, what did I see? Teachers of the Truth teaching are back. Yep. So you only kind of see them in the big in the big competitions like this, but they've got. Um, you know, they're they're versing another well-known team, Hippie '69. Um. So there's loads around, and there's some big guns playing as well, like yeah, you know really yourself are. and myself. Well, I mean, I always <laughs> drop something in. I, I look, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I've, so many people know this that it's not really a crime to admit it. The majors are not my particularly favourite cup of tea. Um, if you gave me the full choice, I'd probably play a, a tournament where every team enters at say fifteen or sixteen hundred or fourteen hundred. I think that's the range I really love my Blood Bowl. So but that's said, majors are all about spectacle, so I always drop something in, I always take part. I feel you should. And so I'm up for that. The minors, when we used to have minors. Yeah, when we used to have minors. I, I slightly preferred them. I found them more competitive in terms of what I seek from a game of Blood Bowl. Yeah, I get that. I get but that. people do love the heavyweights, watching the huge teams smash into each other. I, I see the fun of that. It's just not my particular... Um, you know, my particular drop of sugar in my cup of tea, if you see what I mean. No, 
I get that. That so, said, take part because it's there to be taken part in. Definitely, definitely. And hopefully we should be able to get some commentary done because there'll be loads of uh, mm. games going on here and there. So, Yes, and I mean, there are some classics. There's always a few classics, even in round one. Uh, there's one that caught my eye between a, a very nice Amazon team called Chipato uh, versus a cracking-looking Nurgle squad uh, called Nurgle Wasp. And they're not perhaps two of the most famous coaches in the world. Uh, it's Santia with the Nurgle and Pedroas with the Amazons. Mm. But I just think it looks a really interesting matchup that, that would be a cracker to watch. They're very evenly matched, two completely different styles, and two experienced veteran coaches. Um, so there's always something to catch the eye. The Bloodsea Buccaneers are back. Uh, they always yeah. bring the spectators in. Payne State is loved by the fans, uh, and they love watching his teams get smashed to absolute pieces. <laughs> Uh, which happens with a regularity, which he finds both amusing and frustrating in both in sort of equal measures. Uh, and of course, uh, I think probably the one that everyone's looking for where it goes and what happens to it is Malmir's current uh, squad, um, which uh, just escaped me at the moment, but they're an absolutely cracking team with a, a series of wins behind them now. Uh, what race? Uh, they're Nurgle, aren't they? Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. I can't remember what they are called either. Um, oh, feel but... free to edit this down. So, This doesn't even sound fun. This just sounds like we haven't we prepared. We are rambling. Angry um, newscasters. So even, uh, no, even, uh, even Malmir's Gift of the Gab. Yes. So Malmir's Gift of the Gab. They're a fantastic team. Um, they've, uh, they've recently won a major. They've only got 14 losses in over 100 games. Uh, they open up, interestingly, against some reasonably heavy necromantic uh, coached by Lowe, who is absolutely no fool as a coach. So even that's going to be a cracking opening game it's for them. going to be some brilliant games. Brilliant but they games. are going to take some stopping. They're called Gift of the Gab. And uh, because they've recently won a, a major, not only do they have some very, very serious things upon their team, uh, obviously there's a, a nasty rot spawn. There's four very evil bloaters. There's a lot of plus strength. There's a lot of claw. Uh, and there's a gutter runner. <laughs> because why not why not you know why not um so it's a brand new rookie gutter runner but yes i imagine their ball carrying is going to be done by, by a move nine gutter runner yeah that's so dangerous. that nurgle team is going to take some stopping mm. uh, that said uh again friend of the show and friend of you and i morehouse uh has brought his major winning uh yeah, wood elf team is a one dangerous team and if nothing else stops them, I will have to try and stop them in round four should I get there because if we both get there, that is when we would meet. And they are a very, very nasty-looking team. Nobody's going to want to pull them up. Uh, Baldur's Gate Blood Bowl, if you want to look him up or them up. Yeah. They are a Wood Elf team weighing in at 27.60 with a huge chunk of cash in the bank. And they've got everything you wouldn't want them to have, including... Um, some presents, some toys, some prizes <laughs> from prior majors. So he's actually got uh, a grotty weapon, a uh, leap and very long legs on one of his linemen, um, which also has wrestle and tackle. So that's coming in your cage, ruining your day. He's got yeah. a plus strength uh, treeman. He's got a move extra war dancer that's also juggernaut. His other war dancer is frenzy, and he knows how to use that in worrying ways. It's just a nasty, nasty team with some guard catchers, a lot of strength, a lot of speed. And he's made no secret of the fact that he's coming for another major with his six re-rolls. 
Um, and it's the sort of team that could very easily do it. You'd be foolish to bet against him. And we're in the year of uh, year of bloat, aren't we? Really. Yeah, There's I mean, without the Wizards and without spiraling expenses, the teams do can get very, very big. And some of them really, really are. Uh, and that's going to be great fun to watch. Some of these huge, skilled monster squads smashing into each other. And nothing will decide. Definitely. We will keep you posted through the podcast mm-hmm. on updates. Yeah, and hopefully we'll do. get some commentaries done and maybe even save a few of them up to YouTube and things so people can look back on games. Yeah, that, that would be good. That'd really be good, good and stuff like that. Definitely. Definitely. Try and get some resources up for people to have some fun with. Okay. If you remember last uh, podcast when the sound was awful, uh, <sighs> I've, got, I've got my mic back again. Yeah, well done um, if you struggled through that. Thanks for sticking <laughs> yeah, with us. Appreciate it. Um, we did a competition to win um, some Wood Elves. Um, and it was all it was loosely linked, really. Um, just the prize when we talked about the lizards. So if, yes. it was a prize of Wood Elves for a competition about the lizards. So Makes perfect sense, though. At least it seemed to at the time. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, um, well, to slightly bring back Angry Man yeah. rant here, I think Go this on. shows just how more, much more creative our listeners are than anyone at Games Workshop is. Because whilst some of the suggestions were faintly ludicrous or involved a, a complex new skill, there were so many that were so much better than what we ended up yeah, with. Don't upset the family. So much more creative, so much more interesting. Um, I think so, so as well. Well we done were, to all of you. I mean, it, it's loads, all really fun. Actually. Every we, time we have one of these competitions, we get so many really fun suggestions, really well thought out. We had a lot. We had a lot of entries. Yes, More we than we've ever had on any other competition, actually. Loads of people seem to want to drop a point off the AV. Yeah. Uh, mainly to justify not making it too expensive whilst maybe giving it two skills. But we saw a lot of AV6 entries. Uh, and Titchy was very common, too. Uh, as a suggestion from people. I'm really trying to change up, you know, some of how the lizards do their business. Shall we pick mm. out a few that we like or just read out a few? Yeah, certainly. I mean, so which, ones, which, ones, which ones stuck well, in you your head? pick a couple out. I'll pick a couple out. I will start okay. with uh, this, this one because it just made me laugh. Uh, from Squiggy. Uh, movement 7, Strength 1, uh, Agility 3, AB7, Dodge, Dunty, Foul Appearance, Sure Feet, Diving Catch. Um, long sticky cuts. No, I can't speak. That was close. Long sticky tongue uh, for diving catch and foul appearance. And just it, it was like, where the fuck did he go? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, slightly slower, but with sure feet to compensate. Mm. Yeah, I quite like that one. I mean, I, I, I mean, talk about creativity. Poker jacks or pokra jacks. Um, put in zero to two chameleon skinks. Seven one two six, dodge stunty titchy two heads brackets googly eyes prehensile tail and chameleon, all for seventy k. Uh, chameleon skinks have the ability to camouflage themselves perfectly with their surroundings, diminutive creatures, which limits their ability to handle a ball and generally makes their presence on the blood bowl pitch somewhat precarious. Even so, they prove themselves invaluable. Instead of placing the model normally at the start of your drive, it may be placed hidden. Put the model to one side, set up the rest of your team as normal. So you have 11 players to set up. You can still place the remaining 10 as you would normally. Any number of comedian stinks may be set up hidden. And at the start of any of your turns, after the first, you can place the comedian skink on the pitch in any square you choose. This counts as its activation for the turn, 
so it can't do anything afterwards, but it can receive the ball from a pass or a handoff, and it can provide assists to other blocking or fouling players and otherwise act as it would as if it was on the pitch but had no actions left to take. It may not hide again until the start of the next drive, as now from now on the opponent team uh, is keeping a close eye on it. Now, I have no idea whether that would even be vaguely balanced. And the fact that at the same time he's taken it down to strength one and AV6, added Titchy, but given it two heads and prehensile tail, means I really can't tell you if the costing sounds right. But what a hilarious and interesting new skill. So to suddenly be able to reveal a player wherever you feel like, but that isn't much use and is incredibly squishy. Um, It's certainly the sort of magic fun that makes sort of vamps and slan interesting. So I just thought that was really, really creative. It, it's not my favourite of all the things we had, um, so it's not our winner. But yeah, I thought that was really, really creative. So well done for that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So there was there was plenty. There was plenty. There were. I think what we'll do maybe we could just copy and paste them into the uh, Discord channel. So I mean, a fair few have been up there anyway. But yes, yeah. we do have a, a, a list that we've missed, so. where they could all go up. So shall we go on with the winner then? Yeah, let's do Go that. On, I'll let you announce it. Okay. The, the one that I thought <laughs> uh, really, really caught my eye instantly. We had another person mention this skill, um, but I thought the one that I wanted to give it to was from Phoenix13. Uh, though there's a zero within Phoenix, so it's Phi0NX13. Um, and he just said Monstrous Mouth because it would buff the lizards against wood elves and I totally see that happening and it would make a huge deal for NAF play. Now Monstrous Mouth gives the player uh, a D6 roll on a catch so they can re-roll it and also gives them the ability to not be strip-balled. So it gives you basically catch and half of sure hands so it's a skill and a half. It's also only currently in use on one star player and I thought it would be fantastic to bring that skill into the game it would give the lizards really give them something interesting that would massively shake up the meta, uh, particularly in NAF, where strip ball against them from wood elves is a huge, huge thing. Uh, and it would make the models because it would be like super sticky tongue. You can't get it off it. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was a really interesting, creative one. And, yeah. Well uh, done, Phoenix yeah, Thirteen. Well done. Yeah. So that, that's our winner. You've got a, a box of wood elves. So uh, do contact yeah, get us. Get in touch with us with an address. And we will and make we'll sure those reached. However, we've then got to discuss what uh, what Grandma Wendy actually did. Oh, man. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know if you've been hearing about the Facebook Blood Bowl community at the minute. We'll get on to that in a minute. It's, Let's it's talk about this. It's not somewhere I go. No, well, it's very torn at the moment. Right. Because of the... Um, with the pre-release of the Lizards, there was also the um, Coach's Handbook. Yes. And there were so many mistakes from what i heard i haven't bought it but um but they've they've <laughs> so they, they you know they've charged people all this money for things with mistakes in yeah um, and quite rightly some people have gone oh, i don't think this is good enough actually you know proofread stuff please yeah absolutely it, it's sort of your job to not do that but then you've got the other side the extreme fanboys going uh, well don't buy it then but actually if i'm paying good money for something i want it to be right yeah, but then what they've done is today they've released a uh, an errata. Is it called an errata? Yep, errata. 
Errata. Errata. But you're northern. You can get away with errata. Oh, errata. Right. Um, I'm not... Well, anyway. But it's, it's, they've released it, I think, as like a, a PDF. Right. So people are now saying, but now I've got everything I need, but now it's in and, two places. And a printout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, come on. So, buy our book and then go and get the thing you need to make it actually do the thing it said it was going to do. Yeah, so it's it's kind of torn the community, actually. It wouldn't surprise me if it then turned out that that PDF had an error or two in it, because they've constantly done this in terms of not proofreading stuff for us particularly well. They just don't put any resources into Blood Bowl. They're always surprised at how much money they make out of us, from what I hear, but they, they really don't see us as worth the time or the effort, and hence we often get some shoddy stuff. Yeah, and I can see, you know, it does, I mean, it doesn't bother me because I haven't bought it, but I can see why it would wind people up. But I can see why, you know, it's one of those things. If we don't buy the stuff, then, then yes, but also if we buy it, game, at, if we buy it at that quality and don't say anything about it, then there's no yeah, reason I agree, to put I agree. any more effort. Yeah, I agree. So I think, I mean, it still might be something I would buy, but I would feel I had the right to then say, I feel this is a bit crappy for the money I've paid you. Yeah. Yeah. In a vague effort and a vain effort. To well, try and make Blessed Grandma care slightly about her payers. Well, this, uh, did you? Uh, well, you probably won't know about this then. If you, or you might have read the forums. I don't know on Fumble, but within the book, it does state that a certain wow. skill, yes, is no, I have. making its way back to the field, piling on yes. the return. So, this time, back to the sea pond threads and the sea pond whinging and the sea pond's not fair. Look, we had a we had a terrible problem. Although it wasn't a problem much for NAF and it wasn't a problem for short-lived leagues, even fairly long-lived tabletop leagues and certainly all permanent and online leagues were finding that claw pom was just ridiculous, which is the skill mm. claw and mighty blow and piling on. Not just in what it did in terms of removal percentage, which was scary enough, but in actually how it changed how people approached the game. And it sucked so much the fun out of the game. Because games with it and against it turned very much into a single dynamic. Can you cope with this one thing that is happening, or can you not? Yeah. And actually, that took some of the richness that's usually there. Even with a bash-heavy team, you know, usually you're you're fearing the quick break or something. And against Clawpom, you're just not. You're just trying to smash the other team up. So it, it really reduced a lot of games in people's eyes and reduced the fun and the tactical element. Now, it's they enough took... to make grown men cry. <laughs> well, it did, and it drove people away in droves. <laughs> it did, yeah. It did. Uh, but it, and then when we, when they changed it, they just got rid of it. They basically said it's now an optional rule, and even if you use it, you have to use a team re-roll in order to pile up. Well, I saw, I think it was JTY actually said, well, no, they've changed the rules, but it was always the rules that it, it was only option in leagues. And yes. I don't think that's right. No, I don't. I think that's a slight rewriting of history. Mm, definitely. But again, just because that was intention, it doesn't mean that's the way the rule ended up getting written or printed. True. And we've just True. covered why not, because with Games Workshop, you can never really tell if what's written down is what anyone thought was going to be there. Well, I, th I think with the mistakes, PC, I think it was... Uh, the odd spelling mistake, you go, eh, yeah. But you know when they're getting stat lines wrong? Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you go in, what? It's just utterly, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And he, I mean, even JTY, who's the bloke I've met and talked to, and is a lovely guy, and loves his blood bowl. You know, you'd have expected him to have a glance through it and go, well, that's bullshit. Because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But sadly, with this, it seems no one did, and it all slipped through, which is yeah. such a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. But they've re they've rectified it. I can't speak. Rectified it pretty quick. 
Yeah, and good on them for that. So back to the lizards. Um, So for some reason, someone has designed a new player for the lizards that's utterly, utterly pointless, (laughs) which is interesting. Yeah, I I think I said in uh, on Discord the other day, I was like, well, I, I wouldn't use one, and I play lizards quite a lot. Yeah, I can't. I really don't imagine why anyone ever. And I'm even struggling. And perhaps I need to talk to Gritter or yourself. You know, a NAF style tabletop player for them, because I don't know them that well in that environment. But it's, I mean, the player is awful. It's truly awful. I mean, it's it's shadowing and pass block. Pass block, yeah. Um, For which you lose a point of movement and pay 10k more. Yeah, I mean, the shadowing thing, right? Has to be used when you are in. Uh, contact with another player, right? Yes. Strength two. What are you going to do? You're going to blitz. Yeah, wh- why do you want this player in contact with another player? Yeah. It's and then people go. Most well, lizard players I know spend with... all of their time and energy keeping skinks yeah. out of contact with my players. So people are saying, well, you give it sidestep and you give it diving tackle. So we were just talking about the fact. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just talking about the fact that it's strength two, you can get blitzed off. So. Great synergy, I guess, with sidestep and diving tackle. But still strength two. Still strength two. You hear me sigh because I I, I don't fall for this myth. I don't see any synergy between uh, shadowing and diving tackle. It'd be great against halflings. They they compete. I mean, I see them as a skill that does an incredibly similar thing. Diving Um, tackle and shadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, but with the same almost use against different players. I mean, you want to shadow things that are, are, you know, less quick than you because then it's likely to work. And you want to diving tackle things that can run away from you because that puts them on the ground and you get up first. So if you use them together, which you technically can, then after they make the dodge, you decide when you see the roll if you want to diving tackle. And having decided, if you then decide not to, you can then elect to shadow and roll to shadow. But obviously, if you diving tackle, you can't shadow. So if they make a dodge that you can diving tackle, you diving tackle it, and they re-roll and make it, they get away from you. Mm. So I just, I, there isn't synergy. They do the same thing, and they slightly compete against it. You can technically, in a turn, choose which one to use. But then even if you didn't diving tackle, you could still have shadowed. So it feels like a, a wasted skill in that sense if you ended up with both. I, I think that's a lot of bloat to do effectively one job ever so slightly better. That's, that's not synergy to me. Synergy yeah, is when just... they directly help. Um, sidestep, yes, of course, sidestep goes well with shadowing, but it goes just as well with diving tackle. So you've got, and then pass block. Whoever wanted pass block <laughs> on anything ever for any reason? I don't know. If you, an agility six something. <laughs> Possibly. Even then, I've, I've never seen a player beyond someone playing their first or second game. I mean, once you've suffered one interception, if someone's got pass block, you note it, and you don't pass near them. Which uh, isn't that has tough to do, block, isn't it? It really isn't that tough to do. Yes, and look, pass block will situationally catch a few people out and occasionally be useful, but again, I just don't Minimal, think it's though. And for those two not effective, not useful skills two doubles that you would never pick to put on a skink. You pay 10k more and you lose a point of movement. And the best thing skinks mm. have is their movement. 
So I, I just don't see the point of them. No, I, I lie. The point in them is the people that paint will have a lovely different coloured pair of skinks to paint. I think which people will be great use them, though, because people, people, especially on tabletop, play in loads of different styles, just like people do on Fumble. And I think people will go, yeah, I'll give them a go and see how I can use them. But it's just not for me. I don't think just you'll see them for in pack tournaments. You might see them in leagues. But I think people putting together competitive rosters will rule them out fairly instantly. Yeah, I think you probably. I mean, I think right. they're worse than assassins. I think they offer less than an assassin offers a dark elf team, and I think an assassin offers a dark elf team virtually nothing. So I think they're terrible. What a terrible, what? terrible waste of an addition. I think maybe what they tried to do is, you know, how they did with the um, halfling positionals. Yes. Maybe try to give something to the stunty side of things, but just... Yeah, maybe so. I mean, kudos there. I thought the halfling positionals were fantastic. Yeah, and definitely. having playtested them both, I think they both add a lot, both tactically and option-wise, without really changing the halfling into a much more successful team. It's a very slight buff. But I think it's really cool. I think it's a great addition. And I think in NAF particularly, that they're the two perfect players to add to a, a halfling NAF team mm. and make it a little tiny bit more competitive and fun to play. We also so lose. Great addition, but it can be done. We I'm also well lose Slibley. Mm. One of well, my favourite uh, star players he was. With that, a strong rumour is confirmed. <laughs> Basically, all the CRP stars, all the ones that came in due to the Blood Bowl Rules Committee, they're all going to go. Yeah. Every single one of them. They're all dead. Clearly, the IP with them is just a bit too messy, and hence Games Workshop wants rid of them and stars that it controls the IP on 100%. Hmm. That would it's, seem to be the thinking there. Definitely. Which makes sense from a business point of view. I get yeah, it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. Definitely. Uh, we're often getting very similar stars, so Zara becomes Carla, but we're getting some that are very, very different. So poor old Hack and Slash looks to be gone as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I like Hack and Slash. By, I'm, I'm a, by some twins. I am a sucker for a saw. Hmm. Sucker for a saw. Yeah, so you've got a couple of um, twin skinks that can come on and stab and do stuff as well yes one with stab one with dp so yeah so again kind of... that's a perfect little addition for your naf roster it gives you two skills that are otherwise quite tough to get to um and instead you're paying for them by you know overpaying for those players mm. when you set up your roster i think that's that's a nice little addition for tournaments whether they'll get a lot of league player don't know i'm not sure they're that great a value to change a game in you know in bigger sizes I think it'll be interesting to see because uh, I'm, well I'm at a tabletop tournament in a week on Saturday going to Strangle Bowl so if you right. remember it was my first tabletop tournament competitive tabletop tournament yes yeah, so dip your wick young man yeah I dipped my wick fields. Um, up to a year ago well just coming up to a year ago so I'm returning um, with the same Lizardman team that I took last time right but there are more lizard men teams going and I didn't know whether I'd see some of the new models being used because yeah. I used I used the old kind of Warhammer fantasy battle lizards mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see but I can talk about that next time we do a podcast yeah, well so, let's see if you get two more halfling teams yeah and just looking at the strangle bowl <laughs> stats and stuff the uh, most represented team is what do you reckon? 
think it might even be flings knowing it is flings. <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> yeah we're close it's in leicester so it's close to derby so we've got uh two drunk flings and their lot coming over yeah um, fling so nation fling nation is making an appearance in massive numbers so well, fair play to them fair well play. let me know if you see any chameleon skinks and if you do please feel free to mock them <laughs> well actually uh in the rule book you can't you can't use uh the teams from spike seven so Right. This is oh, the well, old that, lizard. That's man. a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. So you won't get any lizard people that have deliberately harmed their chances by taking a week of play. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Well, I think it was a bit too late in the day because it's a week on Saturday. So, you know, to be fair, we had to have our rosters in last weekend. So, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll feed back on that. But if you are going to Strangle Bowl, um, I'll be wearing my Fumble T-shirt with Throwick on the back. Come and say hello. Uh, come and have a chat. If you want to get yourself a question on the podcast, feel free to. And if you're a fumbler that likes tournaments and you're going to Strangle Bowl, then why aren't you coming to York with us in January? Yeah. And also, don't forget, tickets are on sale for March 14th. Yes, yes, do come to the... Krista the... is coming. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but Krista is coming. He is confirmed. He's booked his flights, booked his hotel. He is on his way. I'll yes, put you should. down as confirmed, by the way. I'm we're sure we're going to put him on a plinth somewhere, aren't we? And if you yeah. win a game or score a touchdown, you'll be allowed to go up and touch him. Yeah. Be a... And the more games you win... No, that's wrong. We can't get Relics, Relics <laughs> of crystal may be offered. It's <laughs> of his hair. Um, and just, I'm just before we finish, just looking at the game that's going on for the Fumble Cup game, Goblins are 1-0 up. They are, which is, is the sort of result everyone loves to see. Yeah, so I'm not sure they'll hold on. Thirty-four people in there spectating, yeah. desperately cheering every goblin move that doesn't end in utter disaster. <laughs> um, they may not hold on, but they have still got a doom diver and yes. a trot. And if those two things stay alive, even if the uh, the necro score, they should get a shot at the one to touchdown, touchdown yeah. to win it. Um, so anything could happen. Anything could happen. But that's the joy of the fumble cup. Uh, that it said, is, there's yeah. so much else going on on Fumble. One thing we haven't talked about, and I promise to put a shout-out, oh, is yes. the 145 League. Yeah. No, so we're talking about Fumble Cup, and anyone is welcome in that, but obviously some of the really big teams play. At the complete other end of the spectrum, if you're brand new to Blood Bowl, if you fancy coming on Fumble and having a go, if you've played some Blood Bowl, either real life or on Cyanide or somewhere, and are worried that, blood, that on Fumble we seem quite experienced, there is a thing called the 145 League, and they've literally just kicked off a new season today. And the way they run it is if you join, you know, even a couple of weeks into the new season, you can be subbed into the tournament. Yeah, we throw you that's, in. That's no barrier to joining in. And that's for new teams in the league. So it's, you don't get a ranking for it. It's all very stress-free. And it's deliberately designed to pit both newer players against each other and newer players to the site against each other. And in an environment where they only meet similar types of people. There, there are, are a few veterans playing there. I mean, yeah. I've got a team in this year. I've got, but my team yeah, this I've got a halfling season team in. Goblins and yours are halflings. Because when a veteran play, we tend to play both the stunty teams. Uh, we're not allowed to play, you know, tier one teams, that sort of thing. And we play just to help out. So really, I'm there that if anyone gives me a game in the 145 league, really, I'm there to help. So whether that's to learn the client or to give you a little bit of coaching or just help you get to know Fumble and Blood Bowl. Um, it's a great environment to do that in and to make some friends on the site that have been on a similar length of time to you or had a similar level of experience to you and perhaps not feel quite so much that you've thrown yourself in the deep end. So big up the 145 Club. Yeah, uh, there's adverts all over on the forum. There's adverts on the blogs on Fumble. But also there's a guy called Rubthama, R-B-T-H-M-A. Uh, and if you look him up, that always his blogs will link you straight there because he's the guy that tends to run it. 
Yeah, I took over for a bit and did a very bad job. Yeah, I did a month over the summer while you went on holiday, and I yeah. started one and, and coached a few people. But but Rub Thummer is is you know the master of the He'd one. He's a man. He's a man. And yeah, uh, he'll yeah come and chat in there. They've also got their own uh, Discord channel, and if you get onto that server or ask to be invited onto that server, there's loads of people on there, and there's really good advice. There's lots of chats, and it's a really friendly, welcoming environment for the newer player on Fumble. So come and throw yourself in there. Come and meet the gang and uh, get your blood bowl skills sharpened up. Defo. Cool. Right, well, I think that's us done. Uh, we should have another competition next time we meet, and hopefully we'll have some lizards to give away. Oh, that will be lovely. And whether mm-hmm. you choose to chameleon skink them or not may be a key barrier as to whether you're allowed to win that prize. Oh, there is something I just want to mention, actually. Perhaps that should be the competition best use for a chameleon skink. Because at the moment, <laughs> it's coming around and doing my dishes, as far as I know. <laughs> I just want to. I just. This wasn't a prize, but I don't know how many people know of Dalfour, um, who's a long, long time fumble coach. Um, one of the nicest, nicest guys you will ever Very speak to. Very fine human being. I know him well. I just wanted to give him a shout out, um, just because I think he's brilliant, and so he I just sent him some wood elves because I think he deserved them. Well, I, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. So anyone from the podcast to for, him. I, if you have anything negative to say about him, then you're wrong. Um, <laughs> That's he's, pretty he's much a it. Lovely, he's a lovely human being. He's helped so much on Fumble in the background. Never asked for credit. He's done a lot of tournament running. He's done a lot of adminning. Yeah. He's just a, a nice guy around the site and asks nothing from no one and never comes with attitude. Absolutely. So, and I'm I, a I, huge yeah. fan of his. He, just, he deserved a bit of a pick-me-up. So I thought, well, what, as a podcast, let's do Definitely. that. So yeah, let's do thanks, that. Delphor, because you're a, you're a top guy. Keep on being you. And on that note, we'll yes, leave it there, I think, shall we, PC? What more have we got to say? Uh, as always, we could whittle on for but oh, yeah, we people's could. commutes are probably coming towards an end, and we've talked plenty. Yeah, and have a good day, or a good evening, or a good as morning. As always, we've got the Discord channel up. Um, do come and give us any ideas yeah, that you want to talk up. about. There's always a, an interesting chat going up on there. And don't forget uh, to out. Don't forget to check out tritexgames.co.uk. Yes, yes um, the provider of the stuff we give away for free. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they've, lots got, of awesome they've got a lot stuff. of good blood ball stuff on there, basically. Yeah, definitely. Right. Until next right, time. Guys. Yes. Speak to you soon. See you. Bye. As always, thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to come and join us in Discord, you can just follow the link in the description of this track. Oh, and the goblins won. Go Gobbos! This podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk. 